Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It is up to Yins to figure out the rest, but what you should know by now, you want to chime in anytime over the next 120 minutes. You can find us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. The Body. Let's see what's going on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what's going on? Yesterday we're talking about, all right, well, they're going to play Monday. They're going to play Tuesday. It's not the perfect scenario, but you know what? Sports are a microcosm of life. Nothing's fair. Let's just mm-hmm. get a victory and let's move on. Well, now, Arthur Motes, it's even a bigger can of worms. I mean, are they going to move around the bye weeks? Are they going to play at the end of the season? How's this all going to look? But the one thing that we do know, Steelers-Titans, a non-starter this week. Uh, the Steelers will not be traveling down to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, um, I think just because of the new additional players and, and personnel they had tested positive as of yesterday and uh, slash this morning, uh, I think the NFL did what they had to do. I think it's less about the the whole, well, what about the extended rosters, man? You could just quarantine these guys. If you don't know where it's coming from, it's hard to know who to quarantine, who not to quarantine, how to contact trace and things on that nature. I think if there would if there wouldn't have been any additional positive tests from when we were on the air yesterday, I think it's a different scenario. I think they would be announcing that, hey, the game is Monday at four o'clock. Right. You know, or but five thirty or something right. like that. But yeah. but because of the additional people testing positive and it wasn't just one additional person either, it was multiple people. I think that's what made the NFL have to pull the plug. And from a, a, a Steelers perspective, I understand this inconveniences us, right, without a doubt. Potentially move a bye week around, potentially have an extra week of football, you know, going to the playoffs. We understand that sucks. But it could have been a lot worse if the Titans can't figure out who was the person spreading it. They go down there and play them, and then potentially the Steelers get this, and now they're dealing with an outbreak. I think, man, you just have to operate with caution in this scenario. And for the people that make it as if, oh, man, it's on the Titans, man. They should have been doing everything right, man. They broke protocol. It's not that simple. Yeah, I'm, I'm hesitant it's, to it's, point it's fingers not like that. that too. Like, don't get me wrong. The Titans certainly are on my naughty list right now. But, 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 like, but I say put it in perspective, right? Yeah, what if what if it's just someone's wife went to the grocery store? What if it's you've got kids? Exactly. What, what if it's someone's someone's son or daughter and, and, got and it going to exactly. school? So how does class. that break? So how does that mean a player broke protocol? Right. How does that mean a coach or a personnel broke right. protocol? I think that's lazy. And I, we need people, to slow the roll on yeah. On condemning everything but, but that they you got know going how it on. is right now, man. People are quick, especially when we're on the other side of it, are quick to sure, say, well, this sure. is you, this is you. Because because we did nothing wrong, right? right? Yeah. But it, like I said, been a scenario where they did nothing wrong. Um, I had a chance to talk with uh, Stefan Tool yesterday, and he was just talking about some of the precautions that he's had to take in terms of having his family not be in the house with him for, like, weeks at a time. Yeah. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, it, that's the, that's, <laughs> under a normal year, that would be, like, crazy to me. But understanding the circumstances and, and understanding everything around it, it's like, man, you really have to take that precaution. And not everybody can or not everybody has decided to do that. So just understanding that from a context standpoint, man, it's not as simple as, oh, man, the Titans did something wrong. You didn't have to do anything wrong to con- to, to contract COVID. Correct. Like, we know this. 
It's the only you thing can that even we, wear your mask. And you can still we notice. It's, it's like the only thing that we place blame on people for getting. Right. Right. Like if you, like got if the you flu, just go out and get the flu, no one's like, man, ah, well, it's your fault. You, you shouldn't have done that. What were you doing, Arthur? Yeah. You should have been going to the grocery store. <laughs> it's it's unreal, man. So that was my that's my biggest takeaway from it right now from an initial reaction standpoint. But outside of that, man, the NFL they did what they had to do. I thought that was the smartest decision to make. I understand. We talked about yesterday it's gonna have some people being inconvenienced. It's gonna be some For moving sure. pieces. But you'd rather have inconvenience and moving pieces than multiple teams having COVID outbreaks and then multiple games not being able to be played and now in the season potentially looking crazy, you know, in, in any way, shape, or form. So it, it's just it's a part of what we're dealing with right now in twenty twenty. Another thing that I've seen a lot today, and obviously I agree with this, but this is very easy to say in hindsight, is that, well, there should have been two bye weeks built in or there should have been an extra week built into the schedule to make room for this. Hindsight's always twenty twenty in those things. But the same people, I, I, Motes, that are saying that now, if the NFL would have rolled that out back in August, people would have been saying, exactly. oh, you're overreacting. Hey, you're going to test these guys every other day. If someone tests positive, all you have to do is quarantine them. You're mm-hmm. overreacting. Absolutely. You know how it is, man. <laughs> Everybody is is Johnny on the spot, super smart when it's after the fact. They got all the plans now. But prior to that, you couldn't hear anything. It just is what it is, man. That's just people in general, man. Human nature. You want to, well, not everybody, but certain people, they just like to feel like they're right or like to pump their mm-hmm. chest up for anything. And even in this scenario, I'm like, I've seen the the, the people out here kind of excited about it. Like, yeah, man, I told you, man, this was going to work. That, that, that. Like, we, we, what are we trying to accomplish here? We're trying to have football. We're trying to have a season. We're trying to see things go on and progress and get back to normalcy. So we shouldn't be rooting against that type of things. We should be rooting for those type of things to happen. And we want these guys to start being better, you know, in, in terms of not testing positive. We want to see more consistency in terms of the, the testing period and how that goes about and in terms of the information after the test. I mean, because we still don't know right now how fast the tests are getting out there and the results and things like that on a day-to-day basis. We It's a lot that we don't know, but we want – that to get better we want that to, to become you know second nature where we don't have to worry about it anymore whole lot going on uh we're going to talk to our buddy brian back of the pittsburgh post gazette here in about 10 minutes a whole bunch of this stuff uh thrash tweeted us here and said you and mozi when you get into the studio with your notes and it was just uh, a gif of papers being tossed into the air yeah these past couple days it's it's been difficult you know it's uh we're kind of trying to do this on the fly we're doing it live here figuring this out as we roll along but again what we do know is the Steelers and the Titans will not play this week uh they won't play Monday or Tuesday either that game is being postponed I do think one thing Arthur Motes Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of uh today the uh People bringing up again, well, okay, well, the, the forfeit the game or cancel the game and only play 15 games. I, I don't think that's even being considered by the NFL. Yeah, first off, we talked about this yesterday, the dollar bill, baby. We, yeah. <laughs> you crazy think the NFL is going to allow an opportunity for millions upon millions of dollars to be just lost because you want to cancel the game. That's why they worded it how they worded it in terms of postponing it. And even hinting that saying, hey, man, at a later time throughout this season, this game will be played. There's just too much money involved between the TV deals and things like that, man. And for the NFL, I still feel like this is a win for them because, number one, people are talking about the NFL that much more right (laughs) now, dominating the headlines. And then on top of that, you're going to potentially get a bonus game, potentially a a game prior to the playoff starting, a one-off. 
all and lives, could, extra and dollars. That could be a, there could be, a, could lot be of, a, a lot of ramifications, yeah, man. Two AFC be for a teams, wild card spot, absolutely. Could be for seeding in the playoffs, like this, this, and, that's and you know big. maybe avoiding a team like the Ravens or the absolutely. Chiefs in the first round. Imagine you have that game going into uh, you have that game, and then after that you got the wild card round or however they want to do it. Like that, that that's big time TV back to back weeks for the NFL, man. So I look at it that way, like man, this this is good for them in terms of just continuing to build the brand, continuing to handle it, and. Because they decided to postpone it, they got the oh man, they went they were extra cautious about this man. Look at the NFL; they really care about these things. It's like man, everything is good for them. <laughs> How do you spin the narrative, baby? That's yeah, all that matters. Yeah, no, without a doubt, they'll, they'll, they'll come out smelling like roses. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, without a doubt, they'll make it work. Uh, just like we're making it work here today on the Steelers Blitz. Uh, we got a bunch of tweets already. We will get to those as we roll along. We're going to take our first break here. Because on the other side, we've got to talk to our buddy, uh, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Unfortunately, Motsu, we won't be able to get a prediction from him. Good, because after last week's prediction, he needed timeout. <laughs> so it's all good. Uh, but we will still have plenty to discuss with the Batman. We'll do that on the other side. Arthur Motsu, Wesley Euler, you're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. We know one thing for sure, the Steelers ain't playing this weekend. And who better to uh, discuss the unknown with than our buddy from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He joins us this time every single Thursday. Of course, I'm talking about Brian Backo. Mr. Backo, I mean, whatever will we talk about today? Not much going on in Steelers land. <laughs> There's no game this weekend. I know that much. But, uh, yeah, I'm not so far a huge fan of uh, surprise bye week. I was a much bigger fan of surprise field trip day in school. <laughs> <laughs> the buses are outside. Yeah, the so, buses I mean, are it's, outside. It's, it's, We're they, going to the zoo, man. <laughs> This is this is this the this is the bye week then, right? I mean, this the plan it worked out so perfectly, right? Halloween weekend was the bye week, and listen, I know we're not supposed to do this as as journalists, but who cares at this point? My wife and I, you know, we were gonna go away camping in Ohio, pile. We had a nice cabin reserve. You telling me that I need to cancel that now because the Steelers are gonna be playing that weekend? And you guys would have been social distancing just fine, would not have been an issue. Oh. I don't know if you can get one of those remote cabins on short notice for this <laughs> weekend, but uh, it's, it's kind of a gift and the curse for me because I'm not going to lie, I do have some things to do around the house. <laughs> Originally, I was going to go to Nashville, so I had an excuse to put them off. Honey, do I don't us. have any excuse now, gentlemen. I don't. Mm-mm-mm. Man, so just talk a little bit more, man, about the, the pros and cons of this rescheduling, man, as it pertains to the team. Oh, I thought you meant as it pertains to me. I was kind of looking forward to the normalcy of uh, actually taking a flight, which I haven't done since COVID started, staying in a hotel, which I haven't done since COVID started. But now that's all out the window. So, uh, well, as far well, actually, as for the team, wait a minute, though. You, yeah, can go still, ahead, you can still take a flight this weekend, that's man. Where, where are you trying to fly this to, man? Where are we going? Because I think you, you need a chaperone. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm a plus one. You, <laughs> You've got these uh, these low budget fares when you book like the day before. I guess, right? <laughs> you can See? find a, a bargain based deal to, to go. Somewhere. I heard the but, bars are open in Florida, boys. <sighs> oh boy, um, yeah, I'll stay away from that one, literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, as far as the team, 
this isn't ideal for anybody. I'm not too concerned about the idea of not getting a true bye week. I, I think that probably stinks more from a logistical standpoint for guys and their families and rather than the actual, like, oh, well, we put in a few days of work. I mean, that practice a little bit during normal off weeks anyway. So that doesn't hold a, a ton of concern for me. I think it's more of just the effect that it could have for you. On the back end of the season, you, you were expecting to have a break at a pretty good time, middle of the, the road here in, in, what, week eight. Now you are going to have to probably play 13 consecutive games, I would think. You're going to have to have a pretty long road stand of three in a row, almost like an MLB team or an NHL team going on a West Coast swing. So uh, those are the challenges that, that the Steelers are, are going to have to deal with. But one of the most common Mike Tomlin cliches the last couple of years, guys, is have a hardcore fan plan and be light on your feet. Uh, he's going to have to make sure that that's not just a cliche at this point. Yeah, without a doubt, man. And. I did have to talk with you about last week because I, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit first off. Yeah, about, I thought you'd start you, right away. I almost got forgotten about. No, 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 no. Because I said, you know what? I was like, I wanted to hear your your thoughts on the Steelers, man, in terms of their game against the Texans. But then it reminded me of that score prediction you had <laughs> last week. Mm-mm-mm. I leave the show for one day, and this what you do? Yeah, I went against the That's grain, picked 30, the Texans. Yeah, it was, I think it was yeah. the 36 points that really had, had Motsi chapped. I didn't even mind you picking the Texans to win. That's fine. 36 <laughs> points, though. Wow. They were well on their way at halftime. They were. <laughs> Stop it. I thought they were going to maybe surpass it. And, hey, how come no one's giving me credit? I said 29 points for the Steelers. I was only one <laughs> off. So, uh, it's a, I'm a glass-half-full kind of guy There we today, go. But, I see you. Uh Certainly, you know, that game was playing out just the way that I thought it would for the first 30 minutes. Deshaun Watson was finding guys open downfield. He, was, he wasn't making plays with his feet, but he was obviously having the Steelers think about it Absolutely. the way that they were spying him at times and, and, you know, having to give up basically another body over the middle of the field and to help in the passing game. So uh, he was having his way with them as I thought he might. Uh, I guess I just didn't necessarily think that they would be able to slow him down the way they did in the second half. So credit to Mike Tomlin, Keith Butler for the plan, the change in plans, and certainly the players themselves for executing better because I think more than any sort of coaching adjustment, it comes down to the Jimmys and the Joes getting it done on the field, and and they did that a lot better in the second half. Speaking of those sticking with, those second-half adjustments, um, how much of that do you put just purely, like you said, uh, on X's and O's or Jimmys and Joes? Uh, and how much of that, too, because this is something we discussed at nauseum last season and throughout this offseason, the, right, the, the discussion this offseason when we were all gold mining for content with no sports was how does the Steelers' defense get better? They led the league in sacks for the third straight year. They had 30-plus turnovers. How do they get better from that? And the answer was they're on the field less. The offense controls the ball more, and they play with a lead more often, does the Steelers' defense. Are we kind of seeing all that come into factor, too, where not only did it look like they adjusted in the second half, it also looked like they were just much fresher. Yeah, both sides were complementing each other in the second half of that game, and the two units, I think, were on the same page as much as they have been all season, which is what it was going to take to beat who I think was pretty clearly their toughest test so far of this season. And, and in terms of you know the adjustments or, or lack thereof, I mean, maybe Mike Tomlin is just being humble. He didn't point to one major thing that they did differently 
from the first half to the second half. There's also probably some level of gamesmanship there in terms where you don't really want to give away everything that you're thinking, X's and O's wise, for teams that might play you later in the season. But there, there was also um, some improvements just in terms of the execution. I mean, you look at the touchdown to Will Fuller, that's just a physical issue for Steve Nelson. I don't think that was uh, game plan related in, in any way that cost them there. He was better in the second half. The, the D-line was a lot better in the second half. I mean, it all starts with getting pushed up front. They were able to do that uh, a lot better. And T.J. Watt was finally able to get home on what I think was probably the biggest defensive play of the game, dropping Watson for a loss of 11 there on what would turn out to be the Texans' final drive. So uh, once they got that all going and, and the offense got in a little bit of a rhythm, uh, everything clicked, and uh, it was pretty clearly their best half of football so far. And now, following that game, obviously the uh, the Ravens lost on Monday night, and that put the Steelers ahead in the division right now. But talk a little bit about your thoughts on the Ravens after that Chiefs game, and do you think that they've taken a step back now, or is this just more so the Chiefs just being who they are? No, I, yeah, I don't think they've taken a step back because you know early in that game, you know they're, you're watching them drive up the field, Lamar doing Lamar things, and I'm like, holy crap, you know this team is still really good and really dangerous on offense, but then the Chiefs come out, and you're just like, well, yeah, I mean, these are the guys who won it all last year. Uh, they look even better, even sharper, even more crisp in terms of what they're doing on offense. So uh, I'm not too concerned about the Ravens after that one. I mean, I, I do think it's fair to wonder a little bit about the defense that has had to be reconstructed uh, somewhat, especially on the back end, losing Earl Thomas. Uh, I saw that the Texans were entertaining bringing him in uh, the way that I saw their safeties play on Sunday. I don't think that would be a bad move for Bill O'Brien and company. Um, but, yeah, I still think that the Ravens are the team to beat in the AFC North. Uh, I thought we were going to have another sort of measuring stick game for the Steelers team Sunday in Nashville, but we're going to have to wait a little bit. And uh, I don't even know that the Eagles are, are really going to be oh. one that – Makes you think if you beat them handily, that uh, that all of a sudden the, the Steelers are for real. Easy yeah, now. Don't talk about West team per, like that. Particularly you know, coming off a bye week. Listen, too. listen. Don't talk about the Eagles like that. Well, That's you know, West team, Moats is okay? just happy that my team, the Eagles, are just a little bit worse than his team, the Cowboys, and nobody's talking. <laughs> nobody's talking about that star on the helmet just just yet. But give it time. Give Qu- it time. quality. Quality of opponent, man. It's true. It's true. Quality of opponent. Brian Bacco, our guest here on the Steelers Blitz. Uh, so no game this weekend. The Steelers are going to be three and zero at the quarter pole of the season. That's going to sound weird to say here the next few days, uh, but. Just maybe a bigger picture question for you, Brian. At this point, right, 3-0, and but one thing that you've been encouraged by through these first three games and one thing that you're still a little concerned by from what you've seen. I'll start with the good. I'm, I'm encouraged the most by Ben, I think. I mean, to me, he was the X factor coming into it. I thought Kevin Colbert and company did a really good job building this roster around him this offseason, filling in. Uh, a lot of the holes, at least in terms of you know your your first 22 or 23 guys, the, the depth. I mean, no team around the league can can have the greatest depth at every spot. But uh, I thought for the most part, offseason additions and, and draft picks made sense, and it would come down to how Ben looked in his uh, first season uh, back from from an unprecedented injury for him. And, and I think he's looked pretty darn good. I mean, even week one against the Giants. You know, I start to wonder a little bit, is, is he hesitant to uncork it and really throw it deep? Uh, but those concerns were, were kind of put away week two uh, with the long bomb to, to chase Claypool. So I, Ben, for me, is, is number one, uh, that, that I think that's a really good development. 
Uh, number two, though, uh, or I guess to, to say what I'm most concerned with still, uh, I, I think it's the running game. Yes, they have a 100-yard rusher in all three weeks, but uh, in week one it, it took Benny Snell kind of closing it down. In week two it took a 59-yard rip by James Conner to, to put it away. Week three I, I thought was the best Conner has looked uh, over the course of four quarters in some time, but I need to see more. That's where I'm at with it, and uh, you don't want to backslide into an area where when you face some better fronts like the Ravens, like the Browns, you struggle to move the ball on the ground. Ben has to go back into old gunslinger mode, and then maybe you're dealing with some of the turnover issues from a couple years ago. No, very true right there, man. Now, I had a question. Um, in terms of the four rookies that we've seen play, uh, Chase Claypool, Kevin Dodson, Alex Highsmith, and Anthony McFarland, just talk about some of the things that you've been impressed with by them. Claypool is is bringing a dimension to the offense that I, I thought is exactly what they needed and part of the reason why they can be so much more balanced. You don't necessarily need a guy, and you probably don't have a guy who's quite as good all around as Antonio Brown was when he was leading the way. But now you've got a bunch of guys who can do a bunch of different things. Claypool gives you the big target that Ben hadn't had in the last few years. Juju is, is still, for me, the clear number one. Uh, but he can be a little bit more of a possession and, and slot guy than, than maybe he was cast as in 2019 before the injuries hit. And when you factor in Deontay Johnson and, and James Washington, uh, from top to bottom, that group's really good. And Chase Claypool's adding to that. As for Kevin Dotson, you might not need to see him again this year. The Steelers would hope that you don't. But I think he proved that you can probably cut ties with a guy or two on that offensive line going forward knowing – that he was able to step in the way that he did at right guard in week two. Uh, Highsmith and McFarland, uh, I think jury's still out. I mean, there's been flashes, certainly promising. Uh, McFarland especially last week, the burst he showed. Uh, but, yeah, right now it's, it's looking like a good haul from, for Kevin Colbert in a year where everything was thrown off draft-wise. And just for the Steelers specifically, they didn't have a whole lot of resources to work with. Oh. <sighs> A whole bunch to parse through with our buddy Brian Back. All right, last one I got for you. Uh, with no Steelers in action this weekend, is there a game you're looking forward to watching on Sunday? You said let's go Buffalo? What? <laughs> yeah, what, who, the Bills have um, Vegas. Vegas Raiders. Yeah. yeah. Viva. It, at the Death Star. Pretty feisty. Yeah, a team that's pretty feisty, and, and I was kind of like, they were one of my teams coming into the year where I was sort of, I think Vegas is either going to really surprise some people and, and be a playoff team or they're going to stink because Derek Carr just doesn't have it. <laughs> so far, it looks like it could go either way for them. But, uh, yeah, that, that is one that I will absolutely have an eye on. Uh, and who, who else we got? Chiefs-Patriots? Chiefs-Patriots at 430. Ooh, that's yep. going to be tight. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't intrigued by Browns, that. Browns-Cowboys on Sunday? Mm. Battle of the back. Yeah, I thought the Cowboys the were bat. going to be a lot better this year, but they, they might be the type of team. I mean, new coach. Uh, it might take them a while to, to round into shape of what they're actually going to be. So, uh, yeah, there is no shortage of, uh, of interesting games to follow this Sunday. Uh, would it like to be at Nissan Stadium for what should shape up to be a fun matchup between the Steelers and Titans whenever it happens? I like it. Now, my last one, because we always did the predictions, and I know last week you had some crazy prediction going on. I'm not going to hold that against you. But because we haven't officially got the game rescheduled yet, when what would you predict the game Ooh. being played? Not not a score, just when do you predict it'll be played? 
Yeah, I think they're going to do the shuffling between Steelers, Titans, Ravens that a lot of people were suggesting initially on Tuesday when this news came out. So uh, I guess that would make it, what is it, week seven, and then you bump the Ravens back to week eight. Yeah, Uh, because right now the the Titans have a bye week on week seven, Steelers have a bye week on week eight. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's what they'll do. And and even though that'll be three road games in a row for the Steelers, I don't – I think the NFL tries to avoid that in scheduling modes. You might know better than me, but uh, I don't know that any other teams have to deal with uh, three straight road games. The at some Cardinals point, but hey, this season. The okay, Cardinals? the Cardinals okay. are one. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, so so that I think would make the most sense. I, I am still a little bit confused, I guess, to why they couldn't just play it as normal. I, I, my question is just what is the point of the expanded practice squad uh, this year if you don't use it in a situation like this, but – uh, obviously, people with medical degrees and, and people in suits in, in the league office know a whole lot better than me what the situation is with the Titans and why it was uh, was not deemed safe or responsible to continue on with this matchup in Week Four. Yeah, yeah. even I, them not even be able to be in the facility. Right. They, they said they couldn't even be in there until Saturday. That threw me off because. In the past, I mean, even when they had the false positive outbreak, right? Remember, I think this was the third or fourth week of training camp. Mm-hmm. They had the big scared, and even then, they didn't say nobody could come in until Saturday. They literally sent everybody home for a day, retested everyone, and they were back out there the next day. So I, I'm trying to figure out the protocol as well in terms of yeah. why that situation was drastically different. When you had, I think, it was 70 people that tested positive. It was obviously it was a, a false positive, right. but it was still 70 tests. That said, it was positive. The protocol, was, mention, you know, what I mean, it was just a different protocol in terms of how they handled that, though. And that's why I'm trying to figure out where is the the the, the break in this yeah. in the in how they've been going about it thus far. Not to mention the member of the Titans coaching staff tested positive Saturday morning before they traveled to Minnesota, and yet uh, and yet they still went out there and played that game. So uh, yeah. you do wonder Jeez. about some things. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like I said, it's. Uh, Certainly not a situation I have to deal with or figure out, and for that, I am thankful because I don't make enough to do that. <laughs> but he does make enough to join us every Thursday at this time. Brian Backo, he does not do cap. He hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade. Read his work in the PG. Follow him on Twitter at Brian Backo and catch him at the Backo Estate doing yard work. Good luck with that honeydew list this weekend, pal. I'll be I'll be rooting for you. Thanks, guys. Got to close the swimming pool finally. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) A good man, Brian Backo. We always appreciate his time here on the Steelers Blitzy. I want to talk a little bit more about that idea of shifting the bye week around, if you will, the ramifications of that, what Arthur Motes thinks of, you know, the Steelers potentially playing 13 straight games without a week off. We will get into all of that. We've also had a ton of tweets, some good questions so far. We'll start to answer those at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. So welcome to the bye week, I guess. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just wish we would know if it's one or two bye weeks. I mean, everybody just canceled out the second. I'm like, hey, man, you never know right now. Just ride with it. See what they say, man. Enjoy the process. It's true. I mean... I forgot. We don't do that, right? Or, no, no, no. You media people don't do that. 
You media you people. Pe- you, you just you people. Y'all speculating hypotheticals. You just you people. You know what's me? going on? Y'all are in hypothetical. What do you mean by you y'all, people? Y'all are in hypothetical heaven right now. Y'all get y'all this get this is hypothetical. Y'all, y'all get the hypothetical about when this matchup is going to be again. Uh, I tell you what. Oh, how does it affect them? Positive, mm-hmm. negative. Oh man, is it a bye week? Do they lose another bye week? Are they playing sixteen games straight? Lord. <laughs> so I've got two ways. I've got two ways to go with this as we close out the first hour, Mozi. All right, and I'm going to give you both. But right. Do you want optimistic West or pessimistic West? Give me the first? pessimistic one. Okay. Come on, man. I did some research during the break. Uh huh. It's it is looking like right. The Steelers are going to have to play three straight road games at Tennessee, at Baltimore, at okay. Dallas. Three formidable teams. Three teams that we kind of all fancy to to be right in the thick of that wild card or play, or division race and, and securing playoff spots. Okay. You want to know what NFL teams' records are in that third game? Winning percentage are in that third game when they have to play three straight games on the sure, road. Sure, let's hear it. Less than 33%. Hold on, what? I thought you said they're... they're oh, when NFL, when NFL teams play a third straight game on the road, worried about that. they I'm win less about than like 33% the, the of those games. records right now. I don't care about <laughs> the percent. Oh, man, if you play at 1 o'clock on, on a weekend, so, on that, man, that don't so matter. So pessimistic Wes here is to tell you that the Steelers are probably going to have to play three straight road games, and if you look at the history of the NFL, okay. that's a death wish. Now, optimistic Wes is here to tell uh-huh. you that the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers had a week four bye week and had to play 13 straight games and mm-hmm. roll straight into the playoffs, they won the friggin' Super Bowl. It was in 2005 when the Steelers won Super Bowl 40. They okay. had a week four bye week. So they had to play 13 straight weeks and then win four playoff games, wild card yeah. as well, to win the Super Bowl. So Arthur Motes, uh, as a former player, mm-hmm. If you were still wearing a black and gold, dawn in the black and gold. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard of them colors before. You know, if you weren't on here hyping me up when we I, sing "Here I We Go" those songs and, on once or twice, and, and if you were, you know, if you weren't up here laying down the lessons for the oh, listeners man, on Mondays you know, I just and Fridays, try to do a little something here, there, a little razzle dazzle. Uh, what would your thoughts be on what looks like this is going to be moved to your bye week, scrapping week eight, and you're going to be rolling here forward? I got to give credit to Brooke Pryor. I just saw her tweet this out. It was what Coach Tomlin just said in response to that. And I would second that. We don't care. <laughs> she said, I thought it was going to be we don't blink. No, no, no. She actually said, yeah, man, you could potentially be playing 16 games in a row or, or, or however many games in a row, including playoff stuff like that. How, how, does, how does that, you know, impact you? We don't care. At the end of the day, as an athlete, man, the bye week is cool, <clears throat> especially like the later ones or midseason ones, because obviously if you're banged up, you get just that week of, all right, rest. I don't have to go out there and bang this week. But – other than that, for a player standpoint, we talked about how a lot of times it's harder coming back from the bye week because your body is so conditioned to just doing it. Seven days a week, this is what we do. We have a, a method. This is what they, when We're creatures of habit, especially athletes at this level. You have such a routine that the bye week, it breaks that. And that's why a lot of times we talk about how when teams coming off the bye week, they struggle. Yeah. They're, they're, they're asleep at the wheel. I know people spinning and say, well, look, man, they got an extra week to prepare for them after the buy. Like, dang, this sucks. Yeah, from a mental standpoint, you have the advantage. But from the physical standpoint, you definitely are on your heels the first half of that game. And then you typically, if you're a better team and you have the weapons, you can bounce back and come back from that. So that's why in terms of the whole hoopla about the bye week, as a player, I never got enamored with it and never really cared about it because I felt like the bye week was more so – 
all right, I know wifey's going to want to take a trip somewhere. And that was it. <laughs> it, it for me, right. I, I was never worried. But to be fair, right, even though that's yeah. probably thrown into flux, uh-huh. I bet a lot of the guys weren't planning to take those usual no, trips this year because, because of, of COVID, all the COVID right. stuff. So, yeah. yeah, and that's my thing. So I understand from the outside looking in, it's a big deal. Man, you're going to be playing this many games in a row. Okay. What, 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 so what would have been that case or how would we have reacted if the bye week, instead of it being week eight, was in week five? Would we be up here complaining? Oh my, we playing so many games in a row. What if the bye week was week four? What if the bye week? Like, it is what it is, man. You just adapt and roll with it. That's how I look at. It. I don't feel like anything is lost. I don't feel like, oh man, the Steelers are such an inconvenience now, or, or there's such a, a a bad situation for them. I just don't see that because as a player, you don't your your mind doesn't work like that. Your mind is just, who do we got this week? When I played, man, I couldn't even tell you who I had the next week. Like, could never do it. I had to physically look at a schedule because you're so locked in on those seven days for that opponent. So, yeah, when, when you talk about these guys having to continue on it after this bye week, this new bye week, mm-hmm. and having to play the rest of the year, it's not going to bother them like that. If anything, they might be saying to themselves, shoot, we go out here and run these tables. We're going to get another bye week anyways. We're mm-hmm. not tripping. It's all perspective. Maybe that's the dangling carrot now for Mike Tomlin, right? If you want another bye week, but go see, earn it. But no, so this is the thing. Coach Tomlin's a big person in terms of saying, only decide once. I don't. If you decide each and every week what the new goal is, oh, we gonna go out there and be we, we kicking everybody butt now, or yeah, we we fighting to get the one seed now. No, they've been decided when they when they first let them back in for we OTAs. We want to the division. The we want first to, yeah. day, absolutely. The first day you come in, and trust me, being with Coach Tom for four years, it was never different. Win the, the division. first day of OTAs, it starts out number one, win the division. Number two, get the one seed. Number three, win the Super Bowl. It was that simple. In that order, because we were saying hey, that's, you, that's how you got to right. clinch him in that yeah, order. Because he, he was like, if you call here and just say we're winning the Super Bowl, that's all we're caring about. You can't get to the Super Bowl if you don't take care of this first. You can't get to there if you don't take care of that first. And that's how you were going about it. It was no, man. Well, what? what, what okay, how, well now we're shooting for a, a wild card. Or, yeah, yeah, you know what? Now yeah, we're no, going, that makes sense. Yeah, let's try to get ten wins now. Like, no, nah, they've already made their mind up. So it, you don't need that extra incentive. And we would say, and I've from personal experience been on teams where you switch the goals every week. First is, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. Then it's, all right, we're going to make the wild card. Now then we're going to go 500. Really, we're going to have a winning record. And then it was, we're going to leave out these last three games on a winning note. All right, that's how it's going to be. Like, when you're changing it that much, man, it's, it's gotten really bad for you, man. So that's why with the Steelers, I don't really see this having that type of impact. And that's why Coach Thomas said what he said in terms of, we don't care. Nothing is going to change his motivation for this year. Nothing that happens is going to make him say, well, you know what? Now we're extra fired up. Oh, man, now we got a big chip on our shoulder. Nah, they already feel like they're the best team in the NFL. I can tell you that because I talk to these guys. They feel like they're the best as it stands today, and rightfully so. They should. You have to have that type of confidence. But that's not going to change or become stronger based on, well, hey, man, we got to play that week or <laughs> – all right, oh, well, we got to play three of these games on the road, and we know three games on the road in the, in November. If it's December, it's different because you got Christmas there. Right. But if it's November, right. man, it's tough. Well, man, as players, man, you're not worried about none of that stuff, man. None of it at all. You're just controlling what you can control. Absolutely, and that's how you have to be, honestly, because it's too many variables in a season under a normal circumstance to to get enamored with the outside stuff. If you're worrying about, was well, that guy injured? Is he going to play? All right, is 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 this going on over there? What's the weather supposed to be like in that area? Ah, uh, uh, man, what? Uh, you know, when, when are we flying out there? Is it that time? Like, it, it's too much. or You don't have time to worry about that stuff. You have to 
literally focus as much as you can on getting your body healthy and that game plan because the weeks are too short. It's not enough time as is. So that's why you don't really have that luxury of just looking outside to see what else is going on when you're in season for the athletes. Arthur Motes laying it down with the experience as only he can. Uh, we'll get to your tweets in the second hour of the show. Usman tweets here. Do we still get a Here We Go song this week? Ooh. You know what? I might have to write one. By week edition. <laughs> I might, you know what? I wasn't planning on it, but now you got some ideas cooking. There's some bi week stuff there. There's some quarantine COVID stuff there. But you know what, Usman? You're just going to have to tune in tomorrow, right? Around, yeah, yeah, around this time you to figure it out. Know, right? yeah, you yeah, just yeah. never know. You just Keep never on know. their toes, man. Keep them on their toes. Uh, but one thing that you do know is that we will get to all these tweets. Uh, we've got some great ones. We're going to start answering them here at the top of the next hour because uh, a lot of questions regarding all of this. We will get to your tweets at West Euler at the Body 52. The Body. We'll also have a little three question Thursday in the second Which, hour. Which, by the of way, the is show. my favorite thing to do on a Thursday. And I have the three questions written down right here in front of me. Ooh. On my, uh, if you'll notice, Motsi, my, my WVU notepad. I, I do see with the WVU uh-huh. shirt. I see uh-huh. you got to coordinate, coordinate. Well, I mean, you know, one of my teams isn't playing this weekend now, so I only got one team to think about. Hey, man, they ain't playing either. It's all good. <laughs> they are. Saturday. They don't play. Baylor. They, they, they'll be in the stadium, but they're not playing. We got it. We got it. We got those. The, Did the, they play last week? The team formerly known as the Matt Rules. Did, we did got they play last week? I don't like they play last week. Hey, like, listen, we they, cut they our eyelids there. off. We don't look back. We they, only look oh, ahead, okay. baby. Okay, I'm about to say, yeah, just making sure. Double, triple checking. They playing, but they not playing. <laughs> I'll have three questions for Arthur Motes <laughs> before we get out of here as well. So a whole bunch more to get to in these last 60 minutes. Don't you dare go anywhere. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, you're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? I'm on vacation. I think so. Technically. Welcome to the bye week. Yeah. Woo-hoo! I should have brought out well, my, my I should have brought my Hawaiian shirt if it was if I knew it was bye week, man. I'm not dressed for the occasion. You know what I need to do when we get out of here? You taking a trip somewhere? I was gonna say I gotta go see if I can rent an RV in time for That's this weekend. Say, man, bye week. You gotta get you gotta get active. I'm going somewhere, right? <laughs> see if I can rent a camper or something. Yeah. A wifey and I will I'm just drive in the middle y'all. of nowhere. I'm gonna holler at y'all next week, baby. I'm out. <laughs> It is bye week, and uh, Arthur Motes, it doesn't look like the Steelers, uh, maybe this in terms of the bye week doesn't matter much to them regardless because uh, an interesting point was just made by Mark Caballi on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Do you still have that uh, that tweet pulled yes, up about I what do. Kaboom said? Yes, I do. With, with Mr. Mark Caballi. Of the Athletic. Of the Athletic. He was uh, basically, this was um, Coach Simon talking about the bye week and how this year it is different. So typically the bye week, you have to have a mandatory four days consecutive off, right? So teams can have you practice on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but after Wednesday you have to be off and it has to include the weekend. So that's why some of the trips we're talking about you could take. But as it stands from – and this is what Kabali said that uh, Mike Tomlin has said today – This year, that's not the case because even during the bye week, the players still have to come in for daily COVID testing. So, like I said, in traditional Mm. years and normal years, bye week means I'm off four days in a row, including the weekend, take trips, do what you want to do. But this year, that will not be the case. 
because of COVID-19. And that's not in reaction to the Titan situation. That was the plan plan prior to. Yeah, that was the plan from the start. So it it just happened that nobody had a bye week, so we didn't really have to talk about that beforehand. But that's the, uh, the situation right now. That certainly is the situation right now, Arthur Motes. And we got a lot of tweets from people uh, about this. Their thoughts, some questions, some concerns. A whole lot of tweets. Got a whole lot of tweets. Got a whole lot of Twitter. Um, And I don't want to save all these for the last segment because we'd never be able to get to them all. And obviously, I know during times like this, uh, people just have a lot of questions. Kayla says here, hey, I understand these things are happening and they're out of our control. But is it just me or does this seem like the Steelers are, and she uses air quotes here, being penalized uh, by delaying this game or changing this game? I just really don't want us to lose that 3-0 and momentum. I mean, that is – we talked about that a little bit yesterday, right? I mean, it, it's not fair to the Steelers. It, it, it's, it's, hard, it's A lot of times in sports, it's not fair, right? Uh, sports are a microcosm of life, even more so during a pandemic – it's, it was never going to be fair, and I think mm-hmm. we all knew that coming into the season, Motes, but it is, uh, to Kayla's point, it's much easier to say, like, oh, it's not going to be perfect, it's not going to be fair, but then when it affects your team when it was out of your control, like, I, if you're frustrated, if, if you're annoyed, I mean, I get it. I, I do. The team was 3-0. They're, they're looking good. You want to watch them play Sunday. I, I, get, I get being frustrated. I do. Yeah, I mean, I can see the frustration, but on the bright side, you'd be undefeated going into uh, week five. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Maybe undefeated going into week six, <laughs> yeah, too. And no and no COVID po- and no positive COVID test. So, you know, that's another positive. That's you true. go out there and play this weekend, who knows what happens that's following true. You that. Know what? Let's say that. The, yeah, the, who would have known what happened? The worst case scenario here would have been, right, if they would have never – they never catch the uh, they never catch the coach from the Titans. He never ends up getting held at home, right? Um, there's no red flag from the Titans, if you will, right? And the and the and the drum goes on, the mm-hmm. beat marches on. They end up playing the game, and then there's cases within the Steelers locker room. I mean, you know, if if you want to go worst case scenario. Losing your bye week, having your schedule altered is not nearly as bad as, you know, potentially having five, six, seven, eight, nine guys test positive. And this is something that, uh, like I said, I was talking with Tuit as well, man, uh, yesterday. The, the, we're focused so much on the game element of it and not the, the human side of it as well, man. For the Titans, dude, I mean, this is crazy that they're dealing with this as well in terms of their families and the safety and things like that. Man, I'm sure they have a lot of questions and concerns, not just from a player standpoint, but like I said, their families as it pertains directly to them. So when I think of, you know, the Steelers potentially avoiding that scenario by them canceling this game or or not canceling, but rescheduling, postponing this game, I'm all for that because I would hate for our guys to have to be dealing with that type of stuff for the sake of playing a game. Yeah, like, like, what, what yeah. are we talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. Listen, it, you you can be frustrated, you can be annoyed, you can be ticked off. I'm right there with you with all these things. Just send all the angry tweets to West. That's what you should do. It is as we also as we also stated yesterday, Motsi. This is the system working, right? It's Absolutely. frustrating, but this is the system working. And if you want the NFL season to continue without major road bumps, without big time hiccups. Uh, and you want to crown a Super Bowl champion at some point in February or around that timeline, uh, this is the system working. Richard says here, uh, it stinks, but we just got to let it go this week. Hopefully 
Uh, we won't have any problems when we play Philadelphia for the Pennsylvania Governor's Cup. Uh, and he says congratulations to TJ Watt for getting Defensive Player of the Month. He truly Absolutely. is a beast. Moats came in here smiling because not only did his boy TJ Watt get <laughs> AFC Defensive Player of the Month, his boy Josh Allen got AFC Offensive Player of the Month. Listen, so it's like man, a double dip for Moats. I just cover both sides offensively and defensively, cover both teams, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, both fan man. I'm, I'm just in football heaven right now once again. And I will say this selfishly. When both of my teams are playing at 1 o'clock, it kills me because I, I got to solely watch uh-huh. Pittsburgh and then I got to double up and try to watch something later. I won't have that issue this weekend. I'm going to enjoy my bye week. I'm going to kick my feet up. I'm going to put on one of them little straw hats as if I'm on vacation and sit right on my couch and watch the games <laughs> and just in, in, in bask in the fact that I know my team is still undefeated. Woo! The Pittsburgh Steelers. Woo! Regardless of what happens this weekend, that's true. It's a great weekend. Regardless of what happens this weekend, Arthur Motes, I can guarantee you one thing: we undefeated. The Steelers ain't losing. Undefeated, baby. <laughs> no undefeated. matter what happens this weekend, I can guarantee you the Steelers ain't losing. And that's all that matters. Don Juan wants to know any consideration from the NFL to moving to a bubble. I just, I, I think if they were going to do that, Motes, it would be for the postseason, right? Well, yeah, and, and your boy Sean Payton did re- – he's the one who brought it up and recommended it to the NFL for the postseason. You. And the thing, too, that's different, I, I know we talked about the MLB and how they uh, didn't use a bubble, but then you had the NBA, the WNBA that did use a bubble, and uh, the, the NHL that had the hub cities. The difference with all of those sports, all those other sports outside of the NHL – I mean, excuse me, outside of the MLB – was they had condensed the amount of teams that were going to be there to just playoff contenders, just what half of the the, the actual teams in total that, that are represented by those leagues. So you could, from a number standpoint, get a wave of doing a bubble or, or a hub city. With NFL, because the rosters are so big, right now you can't have a bubble big enough for – 30 what 32 NFL teams you think about the amount of people on each team Mm -hmm. and personnel and staff like it's just nowhere that's going to be big enough for that unless you I guess take a whole state half a state maybe (laughs) like what are we talking about you know what I mean like it's a lot of people man it's a lot of people so I think that's the biggest thing but when, when it comes time for playoffs if they do go to the bubble mentality you can get away with that because you don't have nowhere near the amount of teams and personnel but as it stands right now I mean I just don't see it happening personally I don't at this point, right? Like I right, said, right. for the play- like, for, for the, right for, now, I just don't see it happening for the playoffs. For, I, for the playoffs, I can definitely see it being a, a solution. But now it's just the, the pure amount of people and to do it and on the, the time fly. and to do it's, it on the fly too. It's yeah. different if if we were talking about this in April and saying that hey, man, we're we're working out plans for a bubble come September. But that's not the case. We're already in October now, and we're oh man, let's let's flip the switch and try to find a right. place real quick. Logistically, how does that work right. out? Yeah, I just don't see it happening. Uh, last one for this segment before we go to break here. Ryan uh, tweeted, uh, since the NFL has reserved the stadium for the Super Bowl uh, long term, and that is something that we do know, they have a lot of dates held at Raymond James Stadium to potentially excuse me, reschedule the Super Bowl if they would need to. Uh, what do you think of any games uh, that get postponed or delayed to COVID being played after Week 17 and you push the playoffs back? No, I'm sure that's that something will, they're yeah. greatly considering right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Right now... They, I'm sure they've they've talked about it, but they don't necessarily need to pull the trigger just yet because there's only right. one team. Right. But as this thing progresses, if you start getting you know multiple teams, and, and it doesn't have to be multiple teams in the same week, but if it's one team here, okay, well that means that matchup can't be played. Okay, then it's another team dealing with this in week ten. Okay, well those two teams can't play. 
then I think you see a scenario where, you know, after week 17, they say, you know, push everything back a week. Let's let these guys get this game in and go from there. In theory, it would still <sighs> equal out to everybody having one bye week. Well, it obviously would depend on when the teams t- had these type of situations come about. But if, you know, you had a scenario where none of them happened prior to a team's bye week, then, yeah, you would just use that week 17 as the pseudo bye week or, or however it logistically would work out. But that would kind of be how you would do it. Whole lot of moving parts. Whole lot of moving parts. Whole lot of money. And uh, you know what, folks? You know, we're not going to speculate too much. We don't do Thank too you. many hypotheticals, you know. <sighs> Ain't that the truth. I don't know about you guys. We know what we know. <laughs> and that's, is, the, yeah. that's the Steelers ain't playing on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. Absolutely. They still got red paint, though. So yeah. They've still got red paint. That's They're going to paint matters. the barn red. And like Mike Tomlin said, we not gonna, we, we not, don't yeah. care. We're not going to get over here and say, well, what if the paint was yellow? Or what if we had blue paint? Or what if we had purple? Right now it's red. Paint, paint it red. That's what we're doing. Well, I'll tell you, if the paint was blue or yellow, I mean, we could just paint a nice West Virginia mural, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. There's nothing nice about that. But it's all good. <laughs> see, I mean, you see what this guy puts me through, folks? You see this shit? Arthur Motes, Wesley, you were rolling along, having some... I mean, that's all we can do, right? It's just grin and laugh hey, through man. it. That's all we got. At it, this. All we got is each other. It just, it just reacts to the updates as they come about, man, because everything is happening, literally, right now. So, it's interesting, man, but such is life. Such is life. Penultimate segment on a Thursday coming up. You know what that means. Three questions for Arthur Motes on the other side. Keep those tweets rolling in. We will get to the last of them in our final segment. At Wesley Euler at The Body 52. The Body. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Penultimate segment on a Thursday. The tweets continue to roll in, but before we get back to the tweets, we got to do our three-question Thursday thing here. My favorite thing to do on a Thursday. One of these directly sports-related, one of these directly bi-week-related, and one of these pop culture. You know how we like to spread it out. Pop culture. So what do you want first? Pop culture. Okay. I love pop culture, baby. And you're going to love this one, Arthur Motes. This is a question right uh, right in your wheelhouse. Um, our friends, they their studio's not far down the hallway from here, Mikey and Big Bob. Ah, yes, you know, they're yes, on, uh, yes. They're on KISS FM from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every dudes, day. It's, it's, it's the morning freak show. Well, they have been doing, you know, they're kind of in that kind of content gold rush phase as well, too, still. They've been doing a different top five every day. Mm, you okay. know, top five movies, top five fast food, top five this, top five that. Well, today, Arthur Motes, they did top five Marvel characters. Hmm. And it got me to thinking about my top five Marvel characters. Hmm. So here they are, number five on my list, Spider-Man. I mean, come on. If you're doing a Marvel top five and Spider-Man isn't on your list, I might be questioning what you got going on here. I mean, he's, he's OG. He has been in movies after movies, played by character after character. Everybody, when they were a kid, wanted to run around and shoot webs out of the wrist. Number five, Spider-Man. Number four, not shooting webs out of your wrists. Uh-huh. 
but bringing swords out of Talk your hands. Talk about, I say, if he ain't on your list, you tripping. Wolverine, number four for me. I think he was probably the first Marvel character that I fell in love with. And, and Moats and I are from the age group of, like, we had the X-Men movies yes, before the yes. Marvel Universe really absolutely. took off. Even even before the movies, remember the Saturday cartoons? The Saturday cartoons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wolverine's another one. I know a lot of people, when they think about these top five Marvel characters, they just kind of think the Avengers That's era. That's it, yep. But it's much deeper than that. Way deeper. There's levels to this day, man. There's levels to this thing. I got Wolverine at number four. Number three, I've got Iron Man, you know, and just because I relate to him so well, obviously. I mean, just a genius billionaire. <laughs> I mean, we got a lot in common. Uh-huh. <laughs> Iron Man, uh, I, I just i have always loved Iron Man. When I was a kid, it was my favorite of the true comics. And I loved the Black Sabbath song, Iron Man, when I was growing up. You know, when I was in like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, that was always one of my hockey pregame songs. Love Iron Man. Love Tony Stark. I love Robert Downey Jr. I'm sure that plays into it, too. He's one of my favorite <laughs> actors. I've got him at number three. Number two, I've got Thor. And you can give me Thor any which way, okay? I mean, it can yeah. be Fat Thor. It can be Skinny Thor. It can be whoever. Th- Thor's my guy. But Thor is the guy guy. I've seen a lot of people doing these lists in Pittsburgh today from the show this morning. A lot of people leaving Thor out. Unreal. Can't leave Thor A lot off. of people Unreal. leaving Thor out. He's number two on my list. And then number one, if you've listened to the show before, you know this already. The Marvel character that I uh, most identify with, Deadpool. I mean, he's just a goofball. He doesn't take himself too seriously. Before the accident, he had very good hair. I mean, we, <laughs> we just have a lot in common. You know, he wears red and black. I wear red and black for Manchester United games. Deadpool is my guy guy because you never take yourself too seriously, and there's always time for comedy. So, I like number it. five, Spider-Man. Number four, Wolverine. Number three, Iron Man. Number two, Thor. Number one, Deadpool. Arthur Motes, what say you? All right. So, for me, man, at number five, I got Gambit. This is, yeah. For those that don't remember on X-Men, Gambit was the guy who had the stick. He had, he had a, a stick, and he would throw these, like, flaming cards, man. Oh, that's a good one. I love it. He was so dope to be, man. Like, he was literally – him and Wolverine were my favorite X-Men, man. I used to always – I walk around the house throwing cards. My mom was like, well, what are you doing? Like, Gambit, mom. Let me, let me, let me, you know what I'm saying? Let's just, uh, uh, I ain't hit nothing, but it looked cool. <laughs> so that's why I got Gambit at number four. I mean, at number five, excuse me. At number four, Thor. Come on, baby. I didn't name you God of, of of Hammer. I named you God of Thunder, of, of Thunder and then Lightning and, and all that. I'm like, yo, that's my man. Like, Thor's just a bad dude. And, and I like the fact that I can relate to Cocky Thor. Then I can relate to, like, the Fallen Thor. Then I can relate to, like, Thor with a purpose. Like, I'm doing this for, for it's bigger than me. You know what I mean? Like, for me, when I think of Thor, like, I love all of that about him. I love his growth as, as a person, man, just his journey. So, yeah, that's why I got him at four. Number three, Spider-Man. Come on, bro. Like you said, who doesn't love Spider-Man? I love Spider-Man. My son loves Spider-Man. I love the fact they got the new Spider-Man where it's, the, it's an African-American in Spider-Man. I'm like, yo, this is awesome. And he got Jordans on. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. For me, man, Spider-Man is awesome, bro. And, and obviously, I was from the Tobey Maguire era. Yes, we were. But... I can't lie. I do like the new version. I do. I do, I do too. I do. I, I do, do too. Uh, Tom Huddle. Huddle's, huddle. Huddle. Uh, huddle. I'm not, not going to butcher his name. Tom Huddle something. Yeah. He got good hair. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. But yeah, I, I love Spider-Man, man. And, and I think back to the cartoons as well. I think any of those with X-Men and Spider-Man were on on the weekends, man. I would love to watch Spider-Man. And then obviously him going against Venom. It was just always mm-hmm. good times, man. Yes, so it that's was. that's why I had Spider-Man at three. And number two is Wolverine, baby. And, and not. And not. TV, real life Wolverine, Hugh Jack, no, 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 no. I'm talking black and yellow 
Wolverine with the tights and, and the little crazy helmet. Like, Cartoon Wolverine. Yeah, that's, that's my Wolverine right there. The only OG Wolverine that matters. Mm-hmm. I'm still mad that they never had him dressed like that on uh, in, any of the new X-Men movies. But yeah, man, Wolverine, that's that's my guy. That's and my number guy, guy. one. This is easy, man. My, my second tattoo is of this guy right here, man. The Incredible Hulk. Because I, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I'm him. You are the incredible. In, in terms of <laughs> I knew, I knew educated, that was be speaks well, but when he gets mad, he is a full-on rage machine. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it, you hawking out. Listen, the same reason Bruce Banner is always trying not to be mad, right? He's like, that's the secret. I'm always angry, right? Because I'm always angry. But we try our best to suppress it and do everything <laughs> to put a smile on and stay bubbly because we know once it starts to hit, it's like, oh, Lord, I can't control it. It's over now. And then you got to go on a full rampage, and, and then it's really, really, really bad. So that's why the Incredible Hawk is my guy. I like and it. And shout out to my son, man, because he always calls me Daddy Hawk, and he's Baby Hawk. That's what I'm so talking about. So he put about. his little hawk fist on and runs around and smashes. Tom Holland, Thrash ah, tweets us. that's what it was. Yeah. Thank you, Thrash. That's what it was. Uh, you guys could tweet us your top five Marvel characters Absolutely, man. as well. We always got time. We always got time always for the pop got culture. Time for Marvel. Uh, okay, Arthur Motes, bi-week question or uh, sports question? Bi-week question. Your favorite bi-week activity when you were playing in the National Football League? Uh, vacating to the Cayman Islands. Yeah, we did it, I think, three <laughs> times. Absolutely. Loved every single second of it, man. That's how I felt like if I was going to take a trip on a bi-week, I had to really take a trip, like go somewhere where I could put my feet in some sand. I'm Disconnect. Not, right, and I felt like I couldn't do that in America because especially when you're playing – the popularity around you, like it, it is there all the time. So you really never feel like you're getting a break or on vacation sure. while you're in the States because you're going to run into someone and then that turns into this person wants to talk and that person. So you never get a chance to just have a break. When you're out the country, it's different. You might get a person come talk to you, but for the majority of the time, it's like, yo, we, we love it. We you can really baby. unplug. We can just, yeah, yeah, unplug. So I would always enjoy that element of it, man. And the cameras was a quick flight, man, so it wasn't nothing crazy. So, yeah, that 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 was my number one go-to for the bye week. Let's hit this island and let's vibe out. Go to the beach and, and do a little relaxing. Absolutely. Sand on my toes, man, with a virgin daiquiri because I obviously it. I was in season still. I love it. All right, last one here. Sports-related question, Arthur Motes. Uh, you were laughing at me earlier today in here. I had the Champions League draw on yes, TV. Yes. Okay, so real quick, just for those unfamiliar, Champions League, it's the best teams from each soccer league in the world. They compete for the ultimate prize. All 50,000 so of these soccer couple, leagues. A couple teams yeah. from England, a couple teams from Germany, Spain, Italy, France, Belgium, uh, y- you know, you name it. They uh, they play these. Uh, they play for the Champions League, which is kind of like the Super Bowl of soccer, if you will. The draw was today, right? Because, like Motes said, there's like sixty some teams that qualify for the Champions League. And Arthur Motes, we got Jumbo, Lionel Messi, and Cristiano Ronaldo drawn hey, into the same group. I like it. So that means we will get to see them play twice. In the group stage, Messi and Ronaldo. But I ask you, Arthur Motes. Ronaldo is better. What's, oh, it doesn't really have anything to do with those two. But well, I, would, way, I mean, Ronaldo you know, he's the one who played for Manchester United. Hey, so now. you know I'm on your side there. Um, if you could see any iconic matchup between two people, you can name the sport, whatever it may be, who you got, who you want. And it doesn't necessarily have to be right now. No, like, no, it can I'm, be, I'm, yeah. I'm with you on, yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, this is my problem because I have like matchups in every sport that I want to see. Right. I guess for me, because this is what I'm most passionate about, 
I would go LeBron Jordan. I would love to I see. I think that would probably be the but, most popular but, but answer. But I think yeah. I would. I would need to see '96 Bulls versus twelve Heat. Yeah, either twelve or thirteen yeah. Heat. One of those two. I would love to see because I, I don't want LeBron with that Cavs. Nah. Any of those Cavs rosters, nah. I don't want that. And, and I definitely don't want the last year in Miami because I felt like D-Way was just he looked like he was old. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. So so that that's my thing, man. If I could get yeah. 12, I'm probably leaning more towards 12 because D-Wade's a little bit fresher then. Yes. But I felt like LeBron could shoot a lot better in 13. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's, it's that's true. my issue. And they did, they, <clears throat> if I believe so, right, no Ray Allen in 12 and they had him in 13. Is that correct? Oh, man. Or, or did he get there in 12? No, he was there because tw- he was there for two of them. Okay. He was there 12 and 13, okay. but he hit the shot in 13. That's though. right. That's yeah. right. Okay, that's why I was thinking of 13. Yep. So that's my only thing, man. That, that that would be number one. Then obviously I can go down the list, man. In terms of, oh, let let me get uh, George St. Pierre. You know what I mean? George St. Pierre against Conor McGregor or, or against Khabib Nurmagomedov. Uh, while they're both in their oh. prime, that would be filthy. Yeah. Then I'm over Tyson here. Tyson Ali. I, absolutely. I'm like, man, let me get some boxing over here, man. Like, hey, let me get Ali uh, against against prime time Klitschko. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's Vitali was the one that was undefeated the whole time. No, no, no. I'm mixing them up. The younger Klitschko brother lost. So the older Klitschko brother, the one that fought Lennox Lewis, got his eye messed up. That's the one I would love to see go against Ali, man. I think that would be awesome. Um, we can go football. I mean, I, like I said, I can do this for hours, man. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking about, I want to see that undefeated Dolphins team. I need to see that Ooh. against something here. I'd love, like, 85 Bears yeah. against uh, like I, need, I need to see that. <laughs> Was it 75 Steelers? I need, I need to see that mm-hmm. versus some, some of this new age, some of this new blood out here. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm a part of the new generation, and we always get this broad watch. Man, that, that guy could have played on this. Well, gen- it's, I and we are, we do, we are in the listen. new generation because you and I both said last year. I'm a, I'm a new generation guy. I'm we said that the yeah. Cardinals last year would have beaten the '85 Bears, and but I, I, I just still stand by that. I, I do too. I would just love to have that happen, though, so we could just <laughs> silence it off. You know what? I would love to see. And, and I need, and I need that Brown scene that went 0 16, right? I need them versus Alabama that had, uh, man, who was the quarterback? McCarron, AJ, AJ McCarron, well, yeah, that one where they were steamrolling mm. everyone, and that was a whole conversation. Against, like, this past LSU yeah, team. I, I, I need, I need to see just to, to end that debate too. Can an NFL team that this the worst in the NFL can it lose to one of these powerhouse college programs? Just, just to settle that whole thing, I would love to I, see that too. I would love to see LeBron against like the '80s Pistons. Mm. Oh, I, yeah, because he's not physical enough to play against that under those rules. I, I would. If LeBron James could manhandle would, Isaiah Thomas I like you could in the '80s, you kidding me? It. You kidding me? I like, would yeah, man, Bill, Bill Lambeer would get his shots in on LeBron, but those guys wouldn't be able to score a point on LeBron. I would love it. <laughs> but the number one for me, Motsi, and I can even pinpoint to you the exact time that it should have happened. Wayne Gretzky, Sidney Kid. Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. Ooh. And it should have happened in the '93 Finals. This is true. Yeah, it's true. The Penguins blew it and uh, and lost to the Islanders in Game Seven. Uh, the Kings went to the Stanley Cup final. Should have been Kings Penguins, and this was when Gretzky was with the Kings. But yeah, Lemieux Gretzky. I mean, whether it was late '80s, early '90s, whether it was Penguins Edmonton, whether it was you know Penguins LA, Showtime Lakers. Oh. I also too. I mean, if we're doing perfect scenarios here, right now, how sick would a Canada Russia gold medal game be with mm, Sid the Sid yeah, versus Ovechkin yeah. storyline? 
be nuts. Ooh. Be nuts, man. I'd love to see uh, like Nolan Ryan against Barry Bonds. Yeah. Oh, ah, you know what else I would want to see? Skip Bayless versus Stephen A. Smith, old school celebrity deathmatch style <laughs> with Mills Lane refereeing. I would love to see that one too. I'm just throwing it out there. This is this ideal matchup that that would be one for the ages right there? Because I've seen, I mean, you, everybody's watched them when they were together. How heated it would get? Yeah, I, I would love to see that. That would be. Joseph tweets, I'm going with Tyson Ali for sure. Two different types, but two of the greatest. What style would reign supreme? See, I feel like Ali could dance circles around Tyson, man. Tyson, we know he's crazy with the hooks. Dumb, like just crazy powerful too. But I just feel like, man, with Ali, the way he can dance around the the, the way he could dance around the ring, yeah. jab, hand speed, I think it would look very similar to the uh the second Frazier fight. Or or when he fought um George Foreman, the 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 rumble in the jungle, and and then obviously, uh, oh man, I'm drawing a blank on the other one. Ah, ah I'm drawing a blank. But either way, uh, though, man, Thriller Manila. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. About. yeah, yeah, Thriller Manila. Yeah. So with with Ali though, because how how he's able to just dance and do, he's smart. You know what I mean? Very cerebral. Whereas Tyson is more like that big Rottweiler that you know, man. If he ever get off this leash, he gonna kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. But but it has to be that Tyson. It can't be the Tyson that fought. Holy Phil, it can't be the Tyson that for Lennox Lewis with the tat on his face. It's got to be like old school, young Tyson come out with the the cut off shirt. I mean, the cut off towel as a shirt, black shoes, black uh, shorts, no socks. I need that Tyson, you know. Mm-hmm. Gold, gold tooth, just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a bad man. You know, in a fan man, I just wanted to go in there and eat his heart. I broke my back. It's spinal. Jared tweets here, one Deadpool, two Cyclops, three uh, Black Cyclops, Panther, four nice. Captain America, five Spider-Man. Ooh, and God bless the dead, too, man. Black Panther, oh, he's fire, too, though. Chadwick. Yeah. He's oh. tight. That's tight. I like that. That was a good three-question Thursday. I mean, we always, too. Have, we always have a good three-question Thursday, right? I'm surprised we didn't get any Beast comments, though. I used to like Beast, too. Yeah. I used to like Beast. There's some good ones out there, yeah, especially man. if you start dipping into the X-Men world. That's I mean, saying, that's whoo. Yeah. There's a whole lot there. We've got a whole lot more tweets to get to. We will on the other side. Last chance to get them in. At Wesley Euler, at The Body 52. The Body. Or forever hold your peace for the next 22 hours. We'll wrap up the show on the other side. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Wrapping up as we always do with your reaction on the Twitter.com. We got plenty to get to here today, Motsi. So let's uh, jump right in. A uh, Pappy Bird. <laughs> I, I love the name. I think it's the first time he's ever tweeted us. I like it. Uh, says, I-, I really think that the solution here is to just tack on an additional bye week to the season uh, because let's be honest, you're probably going to need that additional week to be used for any other games that might need to be postponed throughout the year. 
Yeah. I mean, I, it does bring up a good point there, man. I, I do think that that's probably part of this conversation, too, right? That the NFL is probably sitting there saying, like, let's not be naive. Like, if this happened once, three weeks into the season, four weeks into the season, it's probably yeah. going to happen again. I will say this. Hopefully, next time the NFL doesn't jinx themselves, though. <laughs> because everything was good until they put out that big it's press true. release tweet and oh, all that next last it. week. 14,000. 14,000. After, man, you celebrate after two weeks, man. What you doing? What you doing? So hopefully next time they, they they will learn to not beat their chest. That's like the marathon runner who starts yeah. to celebrate before and then gets passed at the very end. No, he, we ain't even get to that part of the leg. We ain't in that, true. To that leg of the race. We, we were still we the first 100. Yeah. They're still first 400. Say, like, what are we doing? We got four four last right. We weren't we were one lap. We beating our chest. Hey man, sh- see what we done did. Like no nah, man, just just. You know, stay humble. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> Take it a day at a time, baby. One day at a time. Uh, Greg tweets here, any consideration by the NFL for suspending this week as a whole? I, I don't think so. Just because the money involved, yeah. I don't think that we see that. I do think if this does become a reoccurring theme, though, and you start seeing more teams having situations on a per-week basis, that that could be something that they evaluate at a later time. But as it stands today, because it's just a one-off right now, yeah, I, I don't see them not getting this game rescheduled and played yeah. somehow, yeah. some way. There's not going to be a Sunday in October where the right. NFL is not playing unless this would be like a breakout of epic proportions. Right. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think, have we ever seen a scenario where games were not flexed but moved? September 11th. I mean, you know September what I mean? September like, 11th. Like, it's like, uh, some, it, like that's I, the only no, no, no. time B- that I can Bills remember. Bills-Lions in 2014 where they had the, the snow like oh, avalanche yeah, yeah, and yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being Buffalo right. And it right. in Detroit. That, that, that one, but I'm trying yeah. – I'm trying to think other than that, mm-hmm. maybe from a hurricane, was there yeah, any? maybe. Like weather-related? Like a game in the Carolinas or in Florida right, or yeah, something. Other than that, though, I can't really think of one. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's maybe been, like, on the West Coast, some games that were affected by earthquakes in the past. But something, yeah. Because, I mean, well, obviously it's been 100 and what? One or hundred. This is the hundred and first season. Hundred and first year, yeah. so hundred and one years. So I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know all the history. I just right. know like in the past 10, right. 15 years of it, element of it. But yeah, so. It's one of those situations right now, man. They're treating, I think you treat it as a one-off. You get it rescheduled, though, and you're good to go. Uh, we did talk about this, I think, earlier, but Jab asked how the NFLPA and bye weeks, how this works for the Steelers, right? Because you're supposed to have the four days Correct. off during the bye week. Like, does does that? How does that affect the Steelers this week, or will yeah. they have to take any time off next week? Yeah, well, um, we talked about it a little bit. Um, in terms of the actual practice element of it, they will still have the four days off. So today's what, Thursday? You take off today, tomorrow, Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Sunday. You come in Monday, but then you're off again on Tuesday. So you're going to get the same element of the normal bye week. The difference is just traditional bye weeks. You don't have to come in at all so you could travel. This year, because of COVID, not because of the Titans testing positive, but just in general what the teams agreed upon with the players was that they would still test them daily throughout their bye week. So, yeah, they're still going to have to come into the building. They just won't have to do any – football work or at least they shouldn't be if they do you better call your PA rep (laughs) (laughs) Trenton tweets do you guys think there's any chance or any type of scenario where the Steelers and Titans just don't play this year not unless unless you have multiple teams in the next couple of weeks start having breakouts I I don't see that happening because again the almighty dollar it's just the almighty everything comes back to the almighty dollar I mean bro we saw a a virtual NFL draft for the first time man trust me they're not missing out on the money (laughs) <laughs> no doubt about that. 
Uh, Jared tweets, I agree it's the system working, but why not on Monday, especially with the additional practice squad? Isn't that why you had it for this exact reason? It's not 20 players on the Titans. My only thing is, and I think this is probably, you know what, because I do think they were really trying to play on Monday, and then they got the additional test today. I think they probably had a conversation, Motes, and I could be totally off here, but if it wasn't safe to play on Sunday, and then you think, okay, well, maybe it's not safe to play on Monday. I mean, is there really, is 24 hours really that big of a difference? Hmm. Like, I think maybe the NFL had a come to Jesus moment when they saw hmm. more positive tests rolling in, and they were like, well, wait a second. If we play at 4 or 5 o'clock on Monday, is is 28 extra hours from when the game was supposed to be really that much of a difference? I think that it's all we all know this. You've seen this all over the world. The liability of this is, I mean, we talk about the almighty dollar. Everyone wants to cover their tushy. Everyone wants to cover their yeah. backside and not be liable. I think all these things play into it. And I think that there was a chance that they looked themselves in the mirror and said, wait a second. Is playing the game 27, 28, 29 hours later really going to be make that much of a difference? I think that's the bigger thing than the practice squads or, or anything else. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. And you have to operate like that right now, especially because there's so much uncertainties and so much unknowns. It's, it, 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 it is what it is, man. Yeah. It's Treat this year as a one-off. Everything's as a happening. one-off. It's yeah. a one-off. This is, we, we won't have these conversations hopefully ever <laughs> again, but right now it's just a one-off, all right? <laughs> Russell tweets, man, I hate losing the bye week potentially, but I don't want this team exposed to COVID. Yeah, me and you both, Russell. Yeah, and technically you're not losing the bye week. That's you're true. still just getting the bye it. week. You're know? shifting it. I don't, Russell, I really don't want this team exposed to COVID, all right? Because if they are, that would be bad. If things got shut down, I mean, that means we'd be getting shut down. I mean, all, although I don't know. Motes and I were still doing shows all through the pandemic. So who knows? Exactly, man. <laughs> uh, me chiming in here. There it is. Shout out to me too, man. Me's been showing up a lot lately. I like you, me. Westman and Dr. Motes, what wins your affection at 2 a.m. when you're hungry? Arby's beef and cheddar, a Big Mac, or the Whopper? Whopper. Big, really? What? Big Absolutely. Mac. Big Mac for sure for me. For me, man, if I'm going to McDonald's, I need chicken nuggets. Well, I mean, you could get some chicken nuggets, too. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm not a big Mac guy. I'm a chicken nuggets guy from McDonald's. <laughs> and last one, <laughs> last but certainly not least here, this is a great way to get out of here. AYS tweets us and said, on to the stinking eagles. Boom. <laughs> and that's how we round out the show today. On to the stinking eagles. But we'll still have some fun tomorrow on a Friday. Uh, we'll break down a little bit more around the league than we normally would as opposed to deep diving into Steelers matchups. But you know what? Maybe we'll still do some singing. We'll always have some fun on a Friday. Got to do that, and, right? And you know what now? Can we really get the paper? We can. I mean, we can really get the I paper. I really want to get the paper. We can really get the I paper. I got time this weekend. I'm free. <laughs> so we will do all of that tomorrow. You know when to find us. As always, high noon. And we're not going anywhere. We're on your 24-7. Home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.